Guys, there's sometimes I'm convinced that I just want a girlfriend because, like, I'm really bad at cleaning my glasses. <laughs> and, like, what? I'm so proud of the man I, I'm becoming, but also when I have realizations like that, I'm just like, I'm a fucking, I'm a child. I'm a child. Um, I can do most things. I can cook. I can fucking fight. I can protect. I cannot clean my glasses. I can't clean my glasses right. I'm, you know, when like you have your kids try to like Windex the window. I know this because this was my, this was me as a kid. And I've just managed to make it worse. I've expanded the stains. That's like me with my glasses. I've never had, I've never had more of like a pity look. I've been on first dates where a girl has just like sadly just been like, I'm like taking my glasses off my face. I think maybe they're making a move. And then they're just like, like that mothering instinct. They're like, I can't let this stand. I can't let this stand. And I also feel like this was not planned. This is not, hi everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is advice not taken. My name is Jamie Kilstein. Uh, this was not, I didn't want to talk about this. I'm just like, I put my glasses on because I don't have a guest today. I get self-conscious about how I look in glasses. And so I, uh, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't have a guest. I don't have a co-host. I can, uh, I can just wear my glasses and see better. And I put my glasses on. And I was like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. Cause they're so dirty. I could like try. No, ugh. I'm like just looking at them in disgust right now. It's, it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. Anyway, it is sort of moments like that where you have to ask yourself why you want to be in a relationship. I feel like it's the equivalent of like a girl not being able to open a jar. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's sexist, but like I'm whatever. I'm playing into the whole man child trope. I can't clean my fucking glasses. I have no excuse for that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like opening a jar, we look, we all struggle with that. Not everyone struggles with cleaning their glasses. But yeah, you don't ever want to like be, you know, wrestling with a, a jar of marinara and suddenly you're like, I need a husband. It's like, well, or you just gotta gotta work on that forearm strength, that grip strength. Go do jujitsu, do some gi jujitsu. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm. Hello, everybody. We had an episode last week. I wanted to do two episodes last week, and I have been <sighs> the fine line of having a breakthrough and a mental breakdown is where my life has been. I feel like I am so fucking close to everything I've ever wanted. The question is, will I survive to see it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and if I do survive to see it, will I literally be able to see it because my glasses are filled with disgust? Yeah, no, I'm going to survive. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself, but you know, I might, I might disappear. <laughs> I could do that. Um, yeah, I, you know, my, my pastor told this great story that I'm about to butcher. 
That's why you guys should go to church. You can't just fucking... I heard it on a podcast. Is it even true? Probably not. Um, so my pastor told this story about this woman. That about is the only fact I have. I have the story right, and I know she's a woman. Let's see. Woman swims... It's not the English channel. Swims from Bangladesh. It's not that. Um, I feel like it was in the Bay Area. San Antonio Riverwalk. Ew. Okay. I'm not going to Google it. So there's an island off of California. Catalina Island? That sounds right. That sounds fucking bougie and West Coast. Let's say it's Catalina Island. And this woman is... She's old. Let's say she's like 100 years old. So this 100-year-old woman... It's kind of, I mean, she was probably like 60, but whatever. (laughs) The jar thing was already kind of sexist. So, um, you know, some old woman, she was like 32, uh, some old woman. So she's a hundred years old. She goes, I want to swim. And they're like, oh, geez. All right. Just throw her in the ocean. And she died. And that's the story. And then they were like, now we're going to worship. And they played like a Bethel song. Um, no, here's the story. She was older. Let's say she was like 60, okay? And she was going to, she wanted to swim from San Francisco or whatever, California, to this island. And uh, this is why I can never have like a serious self-help podcast. Because all I have to do is get through this story. I told this story to a friend of mine the other day, nailed it. And now all I want to do is like (laughs) derail it. Okay, So she's going to swim to this thing, and it's like a 1,000 miles or something. It's very far. Um, I mean, seriously, it's like very far. And so they have two boats next to her, and one boat is like her friends and family that are like, you can do it, you dumb old lady, (laughs) or whatever. They're like encouraging her. And then the second boat is the the much more reasonable boat, which is like paramedics. They're like, all right, well, when this fucking idiot drowns, I guess we have to, whatever. So they're swimming. Uh, she's swimming. They're not doing anything. They're on a boat. They're screaming stupid shit, playing with their stethoscopes, whatever. And it gets really foggy. Now, this woman, I mean, like, seriously, what a badass. This woman swam for, like, 22 hours, something like that. Now, look, I can walk for 22 hours easy, right? Because you can stop. But, like... You can't stop when you're swimming. You can tread water, but that's fucking just as exhausting. And so uh, she's just going straight, which is an insane thing that I could never do. And uh, so it gets really, really foggy, and her body's just fucking shutting down, man. And she finally, after, you know, whatever, 28,000 hours, <laughs> she stops. And she's like, I can't go on. She goes into the, the medical boat and they go through the fog. And she was like a mile away, half a mile away, something. She was right there. And the point of the story is if you don't accept Jesus Christ into your heart. No, the point of the story is that if she could see how close she was, no fucking way would she have stopped. You know, she ended up retraining for it, going through, finishing it. You know, first woman who did that, first person who did that. And, um, but we're all sort of trapped in this fog. 
and we always self-sabotage or, you know, we're, we're, we're getting healthy and we cave or, and maybe we were a week away from not craving that food anymore, right? Maybe we were a day away from not having the urge to watch porn. Maybe we were a month away from finding our dream girl. Maybe we were a, a, a year away from our fucking, the career we've always wanted, you know, from maybe we were one submission away from getting a book deal. Maybe we were one, whatever. But so many times we quit because we're just trapped in the fog. We have fog brain, right? Um, I remember when I met Henry Rollins, the lead singer of Black Flag and, He's gone and done a bunch of other really cool solo shit, author, blah, blah, blah. And I met him when I was like 17 and we were bonding over Bill Hicks and we, we ended up like exchanging emails and we like messaged back and forth for a while. And I got to see his theater show out in uh, Edinburgh in Scotland and like really cool guy, very serious as you, anyone who knows Henry Rollins um, or has seen him can assume. And I remember I asked him advice once and it was like so unromantic and pragmatic, but it was probably the best advice, um, which was, he was like, Hey man, thousands of people quit every day. And you can apply this to anything you want, by the way, guys, you can apply this to fucking, um, you know, uh, we, we, we can apply it to, uh, relationships. We can apply it to, we can apply it to anything. Thousands of people give up every day. And as long as you don't give up, you may not have, you know, you may not be the biggest comedian in the world. You may not have the hottest wife in the world, but you'll bag someone. Um, I'm just kidding. But like, my analogy is wrong. Maybe it is just for comedy. But like, as long as you don't quit, you'll, you'll make a living. You'll be happy. But the bottom line is the majority of people quit, you know? And... I'm in this really interesting place in my life that, I mean, this story couldn't have come to me at a better time because uh, I'm really close, man. I'm close to all the things. I'm close to financial freedom. I'm close to a couple dream careers, (laughs) like a couple. Um, I'm close to... Mental happiness, you know, I got off social media, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, Very risky considering my job. I have to get this podcast out to people. I have to get, you know, my content out to people, my comedy, but I'm just sort of, I had a feeling and I'm just trusting. I'm trusting that, you know, doing these live shows, opening for some of the big acts I'm opening for, I'm going to be opening for, um, going on other people's shows, um, and then these projects that I have behind the scenes that have nothing to do with social media. I'm just trusting that if I live the life that I want to live, I will be rewarded for it, right? Um, Instead of what I always used to do, which is, well, I don't like tweeting about politics, but I got to build my audience so that I can get more numbers so that I can eventually not tweet about politics. And it's like, what the fuck is that? If I don't want to do it, why am I going to do it? And then what am I rewarded with? I'm rewarding, I'm rewarded with a job where now I have to do that. You know what I mean? Um, with Instagram, it was much more positive. I would do positive stuff, but between like being shadow banned and just being kind of like, why am I posting this? And 
Um, and then honestly, and I hate to admit this because I never thought that this kind of shit would affect me. My, my Instagram feed is pretty fucking small, like who I follow. And for the most part, it's people I admire. It's people I care about and people I admire. You know what I mean? Um, when I see my friend Jen playing at the Paramount Theater, I want to feel nothing but adulation. I don't want to look at her and be like, well, I played the Paramount Theater before I fucking torpedoed my life a decade ago. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see people with their kids and be so happy and not be like, I'm never going to have a kid. You know, like, and it's it's so, it's like your subconscious of your subconscious, you know? It's like my inception level brain will do that. And I just don't like, I don't like that, man. I don't want to. I want to I want to meet friends in real life. I want to meet girls in real life. I want to, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just it, it's made me so much more in the moment, you know. Uh I went to to I'm all over the place. I'll circle back, but I went to coach um a bunch of kids in jiu-jitsu. It was the best day of my life. Sincerely, it was the best day of my life. Um I kind of want to talk about it, but I don't think it's like relatable. Um but it was incredible. And I remember all my friends, I've never coached a competition before. Like I've competed, but I've never coached a competition. They were like, Hey, bring a, a battery pack. Your battery's going to die. And I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. And, uh, my battery didn't go below 90% because I don't, I didn't have social media on my fucking phone. And I wasn't in between kids looking at social media, not saying that if you're a parent or a coach, you're bad. If you do that, it's what we all do. But, because I wasn't doing that, I had so much time that when I had free time, I was like, hey, bring me that kid who lost. Um, I'm going to go pep talk him. And then he went out and won another match. By the way, all of my kids who lost the match, we huddled. And all of them went out and massacred their third place match. Massacred. None of them lost twice in a row. Which is like, that's probably my proudest accomplishment. Like, there were kids who were new, two of my kids were new and have pretty much just mainly been working with me and got gold. That's awesome. That rules. Um, but, uh, the, the most exciting was like getting them back out there. Cause I don't know if I would have gone back out there. <laughs> like, and one of my kids like didn't want to go back out after he lost and then came back. Like I gave him a talk out of like Creed. Like I went, crazy um and he went out there and he won like 16 to 0 <laughs> he like fucking tore apart this kid who was bigger than him like tore apart i am like standing up screaming uh i had like friends from other gyms heard me from across the fucking arena or whatever anyway uh they got back out there so yeah man i wasn't on my phone at all and so because when you're not on your phone you just go well fuck man what else could I do? And then a lot of times those things are really healthy, good things, you know? Um, now it's going to be in theory, a lot harder for my career. I'm not going to like make a sketch on Instagram that goes viral. You know, maybe I'll go on a big show and people will come follow me. I don't know. Like this is an experiment. I might just have to get back on it. But like for the podcast, for example, like, uh, Y'all are going to, I think I'm going to get in the studio, back in the studio soon, and they'll have video clips and, you know, they can post it to the Advice Not Taken page. 
Um, but also it's like going to kind of have to be word of mouth, man. I'm not going to make myself miserable. Like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Um, I, there have been so many things that I've done in my life that I've just told myself, I have to do this. And not only have they made me miserable, but they haven't really worked. I'm not where I want to be in my life. And so then you go, well, I guess I could try something different. You know, all I've done is told myself, I have to be on social media. I have to be on social media. I have to be on social media. But I've never not been on social media. You know what I mean? Um, I guess, yeah, there was like the year that like I tried to kill myself. (laughs) And actually, I was really happy then. I was in a relationship. I was teaching (laughs) jujitsu. Like, it was great. Um, And so, you know. Um, I'll probably pop back on. I, I don't want to make it like a big fucking thing. So I'll pop back on and like post tour dates and shit like that. The only thing that sucks is I did like messaging people on Instagram and, you know, people would message me about social, about mental health, but hopefully they find the podcast, you know, or go to the Patreon, which the Patreon at this point, guys, like I know it's been a while since I've updated it. It's pretty much like, Hey, I support what you do. It's like a step away from a donation. Once I figure out what the fuck is going on with my career, like I've been, again, doing all these like submissions and behind the scene thing, I can either like go harder on it, keep it up as just a way to donate, essentially just like you're PayPaling me a donation, um, do a lot of stuff on it, uh, or just fucking get rid of it. Um, But man, anyone who is there is just, I appreciate you to no end. I mean, this show wouldn't exist at all, even though, you know, it's not a lot of money, but like, and I've done a terrible job of promoting it and like just fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it did keep me, it kept me afloat and it kept this content going. So if you're like, Oh, I wish I had more bonus stuff. It's like, you'd have no stuff. Um, if it wasn't for you guys. So I, I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, the okay did i oh so this um this kind of like in between uh where i'm at by the way if this stuff's too heavy uh madeline wants to come on and talk about magic mike next week uh apparently (laughs) apparently it was very bad i the first two were good right i think i loved the first two i guess the male stripper thing finally fucking jumped the shark um, what have I watched recently? Oh, I've been watching trash. I mean, I haven't been watching a ton of TV, to be honest with you. Um, I need to catch up on The Last of Us. I was watching Atlanta. I was like, I had a little TV bender. Uh, um, I'm so old. That's my bender now. I don't do coke, but sometimes I watch two episodes of Atlanta. Um, yeah, so when I do watch TV, I just, like, watch, like, fucking trash action shows. It makes me happy. Anyway, so I'm in between, yeah, Breakthrough and a Breakdown. And it's all about the fog, you know? So, obviously, I have these big things in my career, which would lead to financial success, which would lead to the life I've always wanted, which would lead to overcoming all these stories I have about how I'm always going to lose all my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big deals, really big deals. And there are moments where my friends have to sort of set me straight because what they see 
is the most opportunity. I mean, some of my friends are like, literally no one in my life is getting as many opportunities as you are right now. Like the people who are flocking to you, the celebrities who are helping you, the opportunities you're getting, what you're doing with these opportunities. I mean, these people have been at my shows. They've seen, they've seen what I do. And there are times that I believe them, (laughs) but most often that's what they're seeing. And what I'm seeing is like a countdown clock to when I'm going to fuck it up. Like I see (laughs) like picture, okay, picture like a round timer or like a New Year's clock. And then on the top right corner, you remember the game Hangman? There's like a little stick figure with a noose around his neck. And then picture like that countdown. (laughs) Like when it hits, eh, like the little... It moves and the little stick figure is like, ah, and like dies. That's my head. (laughs) That's what's happening in my brain. So all these opportunities, oh, you're going to open for this person. Oh my God, this TV show, all this stuff. I'm just like, bleep, 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 like waiting um, for to die. (laughs) I'm waiting to die. And what's unfortunate about that, well, is many things. But what's really unfortunate about that is when you have that kind of mindset, That's where self-sabotage comes. And you're kind of like, you know, I'm going to dump them before they dump me. Um, And you either stop working hard, you stop putting out that energy of success, whatever, however you want to look at it. And then maybe it doesn't happen. And then you get to go see, and then you add that to your little victim list, right? Um, With relationships, I have had... Uh, several in the last whatever of like the most romantic, sweet, kind days or dates of my life. Just the most wonderful days. And I have, in all of these cases, been the one, one of my dates, uh, I won't say when or where or whatever. Uh, (laughs) So happy. I told her I was going to say this. I like wrote it down. Um, She was just like, one date with you was like an ayahuasca trip. Like, that's how I roll. Um, And she said that in a good way. She was like, I just left feeling like my head was clear, you know? And, um, And when I'm at my best self, I go, man, you are becoming the man you want to be. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had sex. I have still managed to have these really romantic relationships. I've, or, or dates or days or whatever. I've, I've left them because I knew that it wouldn't go in a good direction for either of us. Um, I wasn't desperate. I wasn't needy. I wasn't clingy. Um, I didn't, trick myself into being like, you know what, man, you can casually date knowing that we would maybe be using each other or I would be using them to feel better about myself. Like none of that shit. And every single one of them has ended with them being like, you've made my life better. What, what a victory, right? But then self-sabotage brain goes, well, you fucking, where's your girlfriend, dude? 
where's your wife? Where's your, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. I guess you're just going to go, like, help all these women. You're going to be this little, like, (laughs) this little fucking Peter Pan who just, like, you know, whatever. And I don't feel that way often. And if I do, it lasts for, like, 10 seconds. But that could be a way, that's a way that the old version of me would have looked at it, you know? Um, and that sucks. It sucks to look at, you know, I'm sure all of you guys have gone through this. You're working so hard at a job, at a relationship, and you just feel like, well, fucking I'm making everyone else happy. And you're just sort of suffering, you know, whether you're lonely or miserable or not getting the raise you deserve because you're doing all the fucking work for your superiors and you're watching them get all this money. Do you know how many fucking scumbag comedians or whoever I get to see be more successful than me knowing the kind of man I actually am? It's hard. It sucks. You know, if I'm being real, it's not fun. Um, but if you focus on that, that's where all your energy is going to go. And it's like, if I focus on that, now I'm kind of this bitter, resentful dude. You think a fucking bitter, resentful dude, you think, you think his date is like an ayahuasca trip or you think his date is like a fucking meth spiral. You know what I mean? Like it's not pleasant. And so my, both my kind of like hippie spiritual friends and my Christian friends or Catholic friends or whatever, they see that with the women, they see that as such a success. And I'm like, oh, okay, tell me about that, right? Tell me about, I fucking, an ex of mine has a baby now and she brought her baby over and her baby's three months and I love her baby. I went into like immediate uncle protector mode um, so much. And I've never held a baby that small. Like I do a lot of stuff with kids now. I love kids. I know I'm going to be a good dad. Um, But I've always kind of been like, what about when the baby's like so small I could kill it at every turn? You know what I mean? That's always been very scary. And I was kind of nervous when she had me like hold her um, that I was just going to like pick her up and like, just like her head falls off. Like they're so small. They're so small. And it was like really emotional, man. Like, you know, she went to go to the bathroom and was like, Hey, can you hold her? And I just like held her in the mirror and we were cheek to cheek and she was holding my hand. Oh, I'm like getting emotional talking about it now. And again, the old version of me, would have been like, I'm the father of this child now. I have to, even though I probably should not be in a relationship with this girl, I clearly um, am the father now. I am I am a dad. I am a proud papa. It was a big weekend for me. There's another version that would have been really, again, bitter. Like, God, why are you doing this? Why did you just have me hold a baby Knowing how badly I want kids, knowing, you know, like this sucks, man. And I didn't go down either of those, I didn't go down either of those like rabbit holes. Um, 
I just, you know, kicked her out and I kept the baby. And the baby is sleeping right now in the bedroom. <laughs> and I'm at a Motel 6 on the run. Um, Just kidding. I would never stay at a Motel 6. So the, I'm like a, what's that like? The little Marriott? The little cute one? Anyway. Marriott Express? No. That sounds gross. Anyway. Um, so my friends were like, dude dude, don't you see it? And I'm like, that my life is sad? And they're like, no, idiot. Again, the fact that, like, when you have a baby, you're in, this is what my friend Jen told me. She's like, you are in just like mama bear protector mode. You are not going to bring that baby to a man's house unless that man is putting out energy of a father, of a protector, of a good man, you know? And that's a big deal for me. You know, I've told myself so many stories or I've had stories told about me um, and that are just untrue or used to be true and aren't true. But it's hard. It's hard to get over that shame. It's hard to get over the shame from your childhood, let alone something that happened a decade ago. And, uh... So that's how I'm choosing to look at it, you know? I'm choosing to look at it. Actually, uh, another buddy of mine, I told her that story in church yesterday, and uh, I'm recording this on Monday. And she said, um, she was like, God wants you to know what it feels like to have this baby and how right it feels, and that, like, you will be a dad. And I was like, oh, okay. I think I started crying. I might have started crying, you guys. <laughs> Oops. Um, I choked up. I choked up a little bit. I didn't start, like, <laughs> fucking bawling and, like, knocking things over in the church lobby. Um, and so, yeah, my goal, man, is just get through the fog. Like, that's it. Because usually, you guys, I quit. And I know that through all the craziness of my life, I know it could seem like my life is really good <laughs> and I've done a lot of really ballsy things. And I have, I have, um, I've traveled the world. I've like befriended some of my heroes. Like, I mean, there's crazy shit. I've done crazy shit. Um, but man, there was a lot of self-sabotage and it could have been a lot. A lot better, a lot faster, you know? I really believe that I needed to go through all this because I think because of everything I've been through, I can help people. But this is also the time that I'm saying no to self-sabotage and I'm actually, um, you know, I'm actually going, I'm actually going hard. Um, and I'm pushing past every time I feel like I hit a wall. Um, I'm pushing past it and, uh, I'm just refusing to, you know, to, to settle, to give up. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm done. Those days are done. Okay. Let's look at these notes. I don't know what any of these notes mean. Oh, two like little stories just in my life that I thought were funny. Um, I got a message on Facebook. Will you guys tell me what you think I should do? Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll post this episode on Patreon early. 
So there you go. I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys something. Um, I thought I briefly said I had zero patrons, and I was like, that adds up. Um, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hopefully remember how to do it. Okay, sick. Um, so uh, um, you guys, let me know what to do in the comments. There was a. I think I'm logged out. Okay, no, actually, I'm still. I'm still logged into Facebook. I barely check fucking Facebook. Um, anyway, so I got this message on Facebook that um, I usually don't even check. But it's from a name that is, like, kind of familiar. And... <laughs> um, okay. Hey, Jamie, some long-winded, heartfelt posts you're putting up there at the moment. Sorry for being such a dick to you so early in your life. I was dealing with my own shit and lacked tactfulness. We all continually learn and grow, I guess. Um, and then she wrote, have all the comedians who do jiu-jitsu moved to Austin. Very cool. You seem to be finding a groove and finding your tribe. It makes all the difference in the world. Keep fighting. What a kind message. Here's the problem. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Guys, I have no idea who it is. I certainly don't know what she did to me. Um, she doesn't really have any pictures on her Facebook. I mean, like, Google it? Uh, yeah, nope. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's definitely not her. Um, I don't know who this is. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, I do know what to do. I'm going to do nothing, I think. Unless, do you guys think? Because I, what I... <laughs> Here's what I also don't want to do is I don't want to write back and it seems like I'm like taking a shot at her where I'm like, I don't even know who you are. I don't know who she is. There was one girl by that name. It can't be her. No, it can't be her. Okay. There are two girls I know by that name, by that first name. The first one was just like, just a normal, just a normal chick. Just normal chick who played music. I think maybe we played in a band together once. But like nothing romantic ever happened, whatever. There was another girl who didn't have that last name. So maybe she married. But there was another girl who like dated my friend for a while. And they were like tumultuous. But I mean, we were always cool. Should I ask her who the fuck she is? I need to ask her. Right? But how do you do it without being a dick? Yeah, you were a dick to me. I don't even know who you are. Sorry, I'm verified. Like, gross, right? But also, I need to ask her. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Um, this is a new segment called Children, Our, Our, Our Future. Um, one of the kids I coached yesterday is so funny and 
funny and like, you know, when you meet the kid that's like kind of the strange kid, but like in the best way where you just go, I know you don't fit in now, but my goodness, you're going to be the best person in the world. He's that kid. Um, where he just, he's so smart and he knows so much and he'll just come up to me and be like, what's your favorite galaxy? And you're just like, who, what, who are you? I don't know. I thought there was just one. Like, I, <laughs> I don't fucking know. And so we, uh, we all go out, uh, with the parents and the kids to celebrate after the tournament and I'm eating a burger. I'm just chilling. Oh my God. I ordered. They should have kicked me out. So the parents kept wanting to buy me drinks, but I'm not drinking. Uh, so I ordered a hot toddy with no alcohol because I had no voice after screaming, um, which I think was the lamest drink that has ever been ordered. In the, I think it's literally just hot water and like lemon. <laughs> uh, it was delicious. It was exactly what I need. Man, just own your shit. Anyway, so I'm drinking my fucking hot toddy with no alcohol and eating a burger. And he comes up to me and he just goes with his little brother who looks the same and his little brother's not saying anything. So it's even cuter. They're both so cute. And he just goes, hello, I'm an encyclopedia of knowledge. Ask me anything. And he's like kind of talking in this like robot voice. (laughs) And all the parents are looking at me and I'm panicking. So, you know, I do what any normal person would do with a child. And I say, what is my life purpose? And he pauses. (laughs) pauses and he just goes well um what do you like to do and I go and again what I should have done was thrown him a bone and been like I don't know man I like jujitsu I like telling jokes and he instead what I said to a child was I go I don't know man I'm just kind of floundering in my life right now (laughs) and uh I don't know what I like or who I am. Like, that's why I really just need to figure out what my life purpose is. And he just goes, hmm, I'm an encyclopedia of knowledge, not a therapist. And I, what? This kid's like 10. What the fuck, dude? That is the funniest shit I've ever heard. I did the thing. I did like the black person. I had to stand up and like take a lap. I was laughing so hard. It was insane. It was so funny. I didn't know children knew what therapists were. I mean, I guess probably because I should have gone to therapy. Mm, actually, there you go. That's another thing we got. I've been exploring my past a lot, guys. Spoiler alert, not good. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Um, okay, I just wrote Hawaiian reparations. You guys probably don't want to hear about that. Um, I had an advice to celeb section for Rihanna, but that was for the Super Bowl. Um... These notes make me look insane. They make me look crazy. Well, you know what? While I figure out what we're going to talk about, let's thank our sponsor, everybody. Logcast. Logcast, we couldn't do it without you. Logcast. I should write a poem about Logcast. Um, My heart yearns for Logcast. It starts to beat so fast. When... I think of this app, I get so overwhelmed that I need to take a nap. Being able to communicate with your voice leaves me no other choice but to <laughs> but to say 
Logcast, you made my day. All right, look, should I have ever been canceled? Probably not. Should I have been canceled for that? Absolutely, yes. Although, although, I nailed it. Got a rhyme on each one. Um, guys, what if, like, you just, you know, like in a movie where you see, like, a t- like a sort of time lapse? <laughs> what if, like, <laughs> if this is a movie and I was just like, oh, man, that was crazy. Got that off the top of my head. And you just see this, like, time lapse of, like, the week before. And it's just, like, fucking notepads thrown all over the place. Me penning, like, log cast and, like, different questions, post-it notes with things that rhyme. Just me being like, why can't I be a poet? Like, knocking things off the fucking desk. Anyway, guys, Logcast is uh, a new app. Um, they're doing a lot with the comedy world. You can download the app um, on the App Store if you have an iPhone. Um, and it's a way to communicate using voice instead of text, which is really cool. That's how I like to communicate as well. Uh, you can join Iva Circle there, Jamie Kilstein. Um, you can join the Advice Not Taken Circle. You can leave a message asking for advice, um, which we're going to get to once I get back into studio. So we'll probably do a whole episode on that. So if you want to be featured on this show, um, you can go to LawCast and leave a message on the Advice Not Taken Circle. And then we can do that or just fucking go support them and download them so they don't go out of business um, and they can keep supporting us. So once again, thank you to Logcast. Um, you are my friend. Wait, that didn't rhyme. Okay. Anyway, we're back. Um, if you want to, uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jamie Kilstein. You're just supporting my art. You see some shit and you go, man, this dude, this dude's brought me value. This dude's brought me joy. Um, there you go. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash Jamie Hilsing. You can follow me on social media. I'm not going to be on there for a while, at least till Lent. Um, upcoming shows, I'm in Naples, Florida with Adam Carolla. Um, last week of March, March 24th and 25th, um, two shows each night. There'll be a live podcast and there'll be uh, a stand-up show. Then I'm going to be at the Bricktown Comedy Club um, with J.P. Sears in May. I think I might do the Bricktown Comedy Club again the next weekend, May 19th and 20th with Adam Carolla. Um, I got to see if there's like a place I can stay in Oklahoma City for like that week because there's no point in driving back or flying back. Um, Then I'm in St. Louis, Missouri with Dave Landau at Helium Comedy Club. I'm so excited, dude. I've never done stand-up in St. Louis. Um, I'm headlining outside of Phoenix um, at Mike Drop Mania July 28th and 29th. Um, And then a bunch of other shows are going to be announced soon. Okay. Those are my announcements. Did you guys like the announcements? Great. All right, so this segment uh, brought to you by LogCast, uh, the AA section, the audience advice section. We have, again, we have questions on LogCast that we'll get to um, <laughs> when we're back in the studio. Sorry, my brother's texting me. Um, he, he's insane and <laughs> so funny. Um, but this was, a, this was a question I got from someone. I don't know if it was on Patreon or on Instagram, but... It was a while ago. It's about physical pain, so I hope they're not dead because I have not it took me like a month to answer this. Um, but they wrote, "Do you have any advice with living uh, in physical pain? Others might find it helpful to um, cheers." So, yeah, obviously. Oh, it's from Don. Okay, um, this is an email from Don. So, obviously, it depends on what kind of physical pain um, you have or you're living with. Um, you know, I can't um, give advice, like medical advice or, or whatever. Um, I've tried to help some people who are like, hey, I have this injury, but I want to do jujitsu or whatever. Um, but here's sort of the advice I could give 
in general, off the top of my head. Um, by the way, why did I buy... I saw this book. I can't even watch a, a movie where a dog is in it because I'm so afraid that a dog is going to die. And I bought a novel called The Dog Stars. The blurb is from um, Wanat Diaz saying, Extraordinary, one of those books that makes you happy for literature. But it's all about an end-of-the-world novel with a dude and his dog because his wife's dead. All he has is his dog. I mean, the dog's going to fucking die, right? I'm an idiot. Talk about physical pain. That's what I'm going to be in when that dog dies. Um, okay, so... <laughs> sorry, Don. Um, a couple things you can do. One, if your doctor says any kind of movement is good. I feel like whenever I'm injured and I'm just like, I'm just going to sit still and watch TV. I feel my body actually getting like more like atrophied and then I get depressed. Um, which leads to my main advice, which is if you cannot do anything physical, you have to double down on the mental, on the spiritual, um, on the mindful. So, if I'm out of commission with something that I love, or for you, it just sounds like maybe life, maybe it's just really bad, maybe it's just constant pain, um, I go super hard on creating, reading, self-improvement, meditating, spirituality. Um, and so then it becomes less about here are all the things I can't do. And it becomes, here is what I'm doing. And you get excited about doing these new things or exploring these new areas with um, within yourself. And meditation, especially if you're in physical pain, because I'm sure you've had like people be like, you know, it's all about the energy you bring. And you're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm in so much pain. But there is something about mindfulness where... When you start to practice meditation regularly, you... Oh, shit, that reminds me. I have not meditated yet today. Um, when you start to practice it regularly, you uh, it's easier to sort of split off what is a feeling and what is you. You are not this pain. You are not this depression. You are not this anger. Um, it is a feeling. This pain is just a feeling, and it's a feeling that is in my leg. So I'm going to focus my mind on something else right now, on a different part of my body. I'm going to focus on a different part of my brain, whatever it is. And so I would really, really look into um, mindfulness. I would look into prayer, not necessarily prayer, you know, please heal this, which yes, but also like what am I supposed to be doing with my life? You know, I have this one part that's been kind of handicapped and is this, am I supposed to be doing something else? Um, man, I really hope you're listening to the show cause I think that'll help. Um, or maybe it's supposed to help someone else. And like I said, maybe Don's dead, but I hope Don's not dead. Um, that's my advice guys. I'm uh, really good at giving advice and I always get fucking DMS on Instagram and end up just writing back to them cause I'm a dumb dumb. But, um, Right into the show. I want to do more advice on the show. I could do, 
I would love to do entire episodes not about me and just about giving you guys advice. So uh, leave a comment on the Patreon if you're looking for any advice. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show. My voice is completely fried from uh, this weekend. But I love you guys. Thank you for the support. We're going to keep this show going uh, as long as it makes sense. But we're doing it now. Uh, We'll see you next week. Madeline will talk about Magic Mike. Um, Ooh, I sent out some big, really cool interview asks. I'm like, if I'm not in the studio, I'm going to try to get some more Zoom interviews um, with awesome people in like mental health field, finance field, comedy, all this stuff. So um, yeah, be excited for that. Anyway, I love you guys. See you next week. Aloha, y'all.